Friends, I just got back to my studio. I've got a, a bunch of tunes to dial in before a rehearsal I have this evening. Oh, by the way, um, I'm playing in Milwaukee and Madison this weekend. If you're listening to this in real time this week and you uh, are anywhere near Milwaukee and Madison, Wisconsin, uh, I'm playing with an artist named Eric Koskinen, and uh, we're going to be playing uh, this weekend. What are those dates? What is this? We, uh, today is the 9th. Friday, February 11th, we're in Milwaukee, and then Saturday, February 12th, we're in Madison, Wisconsin. So if you are, uh, are we, by the way, are we friends on social media at all? I'll probably post this on Instagram. Uh, so hit me up, shoot me a DM. I'd love to see you. If you are around, I'd love to hang out. Let's cheers in person together. Uh, Instagram and pretty much just anything social media, I'm at the Rob Morgan. So uh, let's be friends. Let's stay in contact. Uh, but I'd love to see you this weekend if you're around. But I just got back from hanging out with a badass friend of mine for the for privacy reasons. Let's call her. Let's call her Sam. Her real name's Alex, but for for privacy's sake, let's call her Sam. And Sam is a badass brand manager for a whiskey company and we were having a conversation and something she said right at the very end of our hangout I was, I was leaving she she gave me a compliment she's like you know I love what you do uh, with your podcast and how you don't hesitate to make fun of yourself a little bit on the podcast uh, she was talking about how she's worked with other companies and brands and how she's always encouraging them uh, to be a little bit lighter hearted and maybe make fun of themselves. And she said so hard to do uh, just that in the brand world. Uh, but when it's done right, it's done really well. And she was liking that I do that with the podcast. And I realized I was thinking about it on my drive over here. And I realized that making fun of other people and making fun of myself while I'm at it. Both of those are actually two really massively important parts of my life and my success relationally or in music. Uh, and they're, it's making fun of other people is actually a core of what I believe it means to live a curious life. And I think you, no matter what industry you're in, let's say, like, especially if you're a musician, like a backing musician, somebody that has to like, you know, convince other people to like them and convince other people to hire them. I think that you need to be making fun of other people, most likely more than you do right now. I also want to share with you about the time I took my pants off the first time I met one of the heaviest hitting producers in the Twin Cities. And because of it, we became instant friends and they actually ended up being a guest on this podcast later. Friends. Welcome to another episode of Give Us This Day, Our Daily Guinness, an experiment. I'm doing 2020. I'm releasing daily podcasts, and every day this year, I'm drinking a pint of Guinness in the hopes of discovering and putting into words and sharing with you the secrets I've found to living a curious life and uh, like some of the secrets that nobody talks about when it comes to the creative journey. Like I'm, I'm diving into this one, and it, this one's a little harder for me to share with you, not because it's embarrassing or not because it was like hard to talk about, but it's hard for me to share with you because this is like a really secret weapon in my life. And the majority of my friends who have found success in music or different fields understand this. Like even if they haven't put it into words, they understand the truths behind this. Uh, but I don't 
see people talking about it very often. But first, let me let me back up and share this story about taking my pants off in front of a producer once. Uh, this was maybe uh, maybe three or four years ago uh, ish. It was a winter here in Minneapolis. And it was pre-pandemic, you know, back in the good old times where we could uh, take our pants off without wearing a mask. <laughs> but I, my buddy, uh, Dan Rodriguez, was recording at a studio called Creation Studios in South Minneapolis. And he was recording with a producer named John Fields, who is legendary. Holy crap. John Fields, uh, if you have if you've been living under a rock, back in like 2003, a band called Switchfoot put out one of my favorite albums. Uh, called The Beautiful Letdown. And uh, John did a bunch of production. I think he produced that album and did a bunch of pr production, recording. He might have even engineered. He did, uh, like, that has his fingerprints all over it. And then from then on, yeah, this is, this guy's worked with everybody. Uh, Jonas Brothers, Soul Asylum, Clay Aiken, Rooney, Jimmy World, uh, uh, Miley Cyrus, I think Demi Lovato uh, was a part of it. I mean, just the list goes on of who he's worked with so my buddies are in there uh cutting a, a single with him maybe it's maybe it was like an ep i think it was a longer thing like they were doing five or six songs john was producing engineering recording like guitars and bass so i wasn't needed unfortunately uh, but the guys invited me to come hang out and uh meet john for the first time and like just hang around the studio so i go in there and it's winter, so I'm decked out in my winter jackets. I've got jeans and like my huge Sorel winter boots on. And I go into the front of the studio, and uh, I'm walking through the back halls. I'm about to walk into uh, the main recording room. And I look through this window, and I see that it's just my uh, all super close friends of mine in there. And then John. And I got to thinking about it, and I was like, you know what, man? All, I have so many friends in common with this guy. Uh, and all of them speak really highly and say that he's got a great sense of humor. And uh, then, I, but then I think, like, okay, how does he, what would this normally look like? Like, I'm meeting somebody that is, has been more successful than I am. Like, naturally, going into that, your thought might be to, like, have, like, a great first impression. I'm like, go in. How can I get this person to like me right off the bat? And I thought about it. And I was like, man. The real goal I have when meeting people is like, hey, you're friends with my other friends. Like, how quickly can we be friends? And I thought about it. And I was like, okay, what would I do if only my like really good friends were in that studio session? I was like, well, I would do something just super goofy and funny. So I decided to step over into the bathroom and I took my massive uh, winter jacket and my boots and everything off. So I'm just wearing like my T-shirt. And then I take my jeans off. So I'm just in my underwear and a shirt. And so that's how I decided. I was like, man, this is going to totally break the ice. I, I mean, I want my first time hanging out with uh, John to be me just in my underwear. I think that'd be hilarious. Uh, so I go in. I was like, hey, nice to meet you. They're all in the middle of tracking. And he like kind of does the the classic uh, in the middle of a take look over. Oh, hey, nice to meet you. Take a seat. So I sit back on uh, the couch. About 30 seconds later, John's back is to me and um, he's facing the control uh, table control table Pfft. i'm acting like i've never been in a recording studio before <laughs> he's sitting at the control board vaders uh and i see him reach over and hit the pause bar super slowly and the music turns off and he just sits there for a second and he turns around and he says 
are you not wearing any pants? <laughs> the rest of the guys, I think Dan was recording vocals in the other room and everybody starts cracking up. He's like, oh, I love that. I gave him a hug. I was like, oh yeah, nice to meet you. I'm Rob, whatever. That was kind of gutsy. May I say ballsy to do something like that. But I, it was great. We were instantly, there was no like, oh man, you're the you're a famous producer and I'm just like here, like nice to meet you. There wasn't those two levels. We were instantly on the same level of just, hey, let's 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 just be friends and hang out here. Nice to meet you. By the way, I left and I and I went and put my pants back on. I didn't spend the rest of the day just wearing my underwear. But the reason this is important is because I think this mindset of uh, releasing tension in the room, I think this is important with uh, – it gets more I – mean, I may I'll say it this way. I think it gets more and more important – the more of a gap there is between you, like not a gap, I should say, I'll preface by saying like a social gap or like a success gap between you and the person you're interacting with. And by that, I mean this. Oh, and by the way, everything I'm saying from here on out, I'm not saying John feels this way or is this way at all. This is just what I've noticed in other artists uh, and people in the industry is that when you reach a certain level of success in your career and life, yeah, the more you find yourself in a place of power in life, the more you start realizing that you are surrounded by a lot of people who just simply want something from you. And that gets exhausting for the people and successful artists I've talked to. Oftentimes people have the sense of having like their guards up. Maybe it's just as simple as trying to decide what the dynamic of this relationship is. And for me, part of living a curious life, one of the things I've really discovered, a really important thing is to build rapport and connection with uh, strangers or anybody as quickly as possible leads to the most enjoyable uh, of experiences. And so oftentimes that looks like in my life, I mean, countless times that I've walked into a studio and I've met an artist for the very first time. We're about to track on their album or someone I'm I like tonight. Uh, I'm playing with a band that I've never made music with before. Uh, and I know that it is going to be important the second I walk into this rehearsal space for me to build rapport as quickly as possible. And oftentimes that just looks like for me of just like reminding myself before I walk into a room to freaking relax and like calm down and check my energy. And what I've realized is the more calm of an environment, the more relaxed I can be, the more laid back, the more fun I can be, the better just about any relationship I've ever come in contact with can be. And I have found personally that the core of that oftentimes is like, think about you growing up with your friends, like your closest friends back in high school. What did that relationship look like? For me, a lot of that looked like making fun of each other and not like mean-spirited. And I want to be really clear about this. When I'm saying making fun of people, there are two different categories I place in my mind. One is a mean-spirited, divisive, attacking, want to like position yourself above somebody else, like to take them down a notch. That's one kind of making fun of somebody. And that is oftentimes... You know, like we, I'd almost consider that mocking somebody. But then there's this other category of making fun of someone that is in the category of uh, my friends and closest relationships. And that's more of like a joshing, giving someone a hard time. As that works in friendships and relationships that we're close with people, oftentimes what we don't realize is that same spirit can get translated over 
to a relationship or an interaction with someone you just met. And what happens if you do it right is it triggers even subconsciously with this other person a sense of safety and like friendliness and like, oh, okay, this person is not, is obviously not trying to get something from me. This person is obviously like, oh, this is a friendly person that I can let my guard down and uh, be just my, more, more myself with this person. And by the way, you know where I started really realizing this whole thing about power dynamic and keeping it light and lighthearted making fun of somebody? Uh, right around the same time in my life when I first started playing uh, larger gigs with bigger artists, I was really into watching the Graham Norton show. Have you ever seen that? It's a late night show and he is brilliant and he does so many interesting things uh, to make people feel comfortable and connect with people really quickly, especially in a situation that has a power dynamic involved. There's somebody, a guest who is a celebrity coming in to be interviewed and have a conversation with him. So he is a freaking mastermind at uh, pulling people in and making them feel like they're friends and on the same team. Uh, and one of the ways he does it is by making fun of people and giving them a hard time and mocking them uh, for different things. You got to be really careful about it. And that's why in a second I'm going to give you an escape hatch that I call it in case you get yourself in trouble with any of these. Uh, but I, I was always thinking about it. I've realized there's like three ways, uh, to make fun of people in a lighthearted way and become better friends because of it. And the, my, the three rules I'd say are this, keep it away from their identity, keep it light and keep it opposite. So the first rule, keep it away from their identity. Never, ever, ever. Am I going to make fun of something? Uh, that someone holds like as like as a part of who they are. I'm never gonna get even like with my closest friend. I make this a rule. Like I'm never gonna make fun of like the way they speak. Like if they have like a speech impediment, I'd never make fun of that. Uh, that, but I would, you know, I'd make fun of something if they did something. Like they goofed up about something, I would point it out and give them a little hard time about that. But if it's part of their identity and the core of what kind of makes up them in this moment of time, I steer clear of that. A lot of that has to do with like. I mean, like physical things. If there is anything about someone, I mean, maybe, I don't know, you name, I feel like this is like a, a pit I could dig right now really quickly. Uh, but like, so I'm, so I'm not even going to list things that come to mind. But in your mind, maybe you would think of physical, at, oh, maybe, here's what I'll do. I'll, may, I'll turn it on myself. Man, I was always super, in high school, super tall, lanky, and uncoordinated. So much so, oh, geez. I was not planning on sharing this story, but here's a story. Um, my junior year in high school, I was on the track team, and I went to a super small high school in Nebraska, and because it was so small, someone like me who was uh, not great at sports uh, could make it on the varsity team and letter in it. But I remember at the end of the year, I you know I did horrible. I was giving it my best, but like the majority of my time spent doing anything athletic just resembles a giraffe on ice skates in the middle of a frozen lake. Now I say that right now because I want, I make fun of myself because I've owned that. I've like twisted it over, over the years and now it's not something I am insecure about. Uh, so I can make, I can give myself a hard time about it without feeling like I'm the, the brunt of a joke. But back then I was super insecure about it. And I remember going to the, like that varsity sports uh, hang where you like the uh, 
and they would award everybody their varsity letters and say something about them. And I remember our coach, she was at the front. She was inviting people up, and she's like, oh, let's invite Josh up. Josh, it was incredible. He won first place at this many meets, and he's the star of our team. And she, everybody that she was inviting up uh, was some, and she was like pointing out their wins. Uh, and I remember this moment. Uh, she said my name. Uh, all right, Rob Morgan. He's tall, he's lanky, but at least he's uncoordinated. And she made this like joke about something I was insecure about my identity and like who I am. And I remember just like, ah, like uh, playing it off. Uh, but like even in the room, you could tell there was like this weird tension uh, that came up. It's like, oh, that's that's gross. Don't make fun of something that someone would connect with their identity to, uh, or. Even with this next one, keep it light. Something that any, if there's any chance that this person would feel insecure about uh, what you're giving them a hard time about, uh, skip it. Avoid that at all costs. But keeping it light plays into this too. Like something <laughs> that someone is okay. Like the other day, uh, I was with, we had a stop and uh, the van pulled over and the band got out to all grab coffee at a Starbucks together and everybody's ordering drinks like these adult drinks. Uh, I got I got my standard eight ounce americano inch of room. Uh, someone got coffee, little bit of cream. Uh, oh, I'll have a latte, cappuccino, and then one of the guys goes in. He's like, "I'll have a venti triple uh, uh, triple light uh, tossed whipped cream sprinkles uh, and uh, extra pump of vanilla in there." Like this crazy out, out there uh, drink. Instance like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you order a drink like that around us, you just open your, yourself up for fair game to get made fun of or give someone a hard time. Like, what are you doing ordering this thing? Have you like at what point are you gonna grow up and learn to order an adult beverage? That is fair game, lighthearted, just fun joshing around with somebody. Or another thing is you can actually make making fun of somebody, like turn it around and have it come across as a compliment. And that's this whole making it opposite thing. A lot of times they'll use it like something they're so obviously don't have a problem with. Okay, like for me, for example, a good, a great thing, you know, would be to be making fun of me about how short I am. Like if I'm, if those of you that haven't seen me, I'm 6'6". Six, six. Uh, so if, like a friend of mine is giving me a hard time because I'm so short, I can never reach anything. And every time it's my turn to drive the tour van, uh, we always have to pull the seat as far forward as, we go, as it can go so I can reach the pedals. Now, if I was short and that's part of my identity, that's off limits because I'm tall and I'm opposite, uh, then it's fair game and actually comes across as a compliment. I mean, I think about it all the time. I give crap to my buddy Jasper, who's one of the most brilliant musicians I've ever played with. Uh, but I make fun of him all the time for being a horrible guitar player. He just never, he just never has any good ideas. He's always showing up. We're always waiting for him to like just like go into the depths of his mind to come up with a good guitar idea. <laughs> I can make fun of him all day about that because the opposite is so incredibly true. And with all these things, here's the deal: if you ever find yourself in a situation where you may be like taking yourself a little too far. And you're like, oh man, maybe I accidentally, you know, landed on some. I was giving someone a hard time. I said something, like crossed the line, and maybe it was something they were insecure about. My escape, my escape, my escape hatch for all of this is 
instantly, and you, you can't use this too much because then it gets weird and people feel uncomfortable, but give yourself a hard time. Like make fun of yourself. And again, using these same rules. Like I'm not going to make some fair fun of myself for something that's like people might be like, oh, that's kind of uncomfortable because it's kind of true. No, you avoid the identity things, but you give yourself a hard time. You just turn it on yourself. It like opens up those release valves a little bit and goes, oh, okay, we're all on the same team. That escape hatch I learned directly from Graham Norton. Watch any of his episodes with anybody, and he is constantly, if he gives someone a hard time, he is super quick to make fun of himself or spin it on some, on uh, spin it on somebody else. And I think that's why, man, you look at a show like, uh, like a show like South Park, who is like super cringy comedy, oftentimes, but a show like that has never been canceled because they are fair. And who they take the piss out of. Like they're going to make fun of everybody themselves included. And because of that, there's this sense of, oh, okay, like I'm included. You can give me a hard time with this. And that's why I think their show has never been canceled. This is foundational to how my podcast actually ended up sounding. The reason why Sarah, my wife, is in the intros of all the like the longer full question episodes is because I uh, started doing this podcast. And I started doing a few um, a few like test episodes and sending out to friends to see what they thought. And in those, I was the only introducer of the podcast. It was just me. And the feedback was that it just sounded so stiff. It wasn't fun. It was just too tight. And I positioned myself as like the way I think about it on the podcast is, you know, we're out at a bar and maybe, maybe we're at a booth and the way those intros position the podcast was like, I am on the same side of the guest and you, the listener, you are on the other side of the booth. So it's us talking to you. But I realized that if I brought Sarah in and I really instructed her to lean into just having fun and giving me a hard time, like poking fun of me in the intros, wherever she can, I realized what happened was it just like released some of that weird energy at the beginning of episodes. What happens is I realized it actually positioned me and you, the listener, on the same side of the booth. And we are sitting here listening and having a conversation with the guest. It changed the entire dynamic of how I recorded all the rest of the episodes. And this is important, I think, in your everyday life with everybody, because if you do this right, this positions you on the same side of the table as the person you're giving a hard time. If you do it right, if you lean into it uh, with kindness uh, and like in a sense of joshing somebody and you're not poking at things that they're actually insecure about, what well, that positions you as a friend instead of someone that's like sucking up to somebody or like, yeah, I just I'd like wanting something. For, I'll do anything, whatever you want. I'll, I just I want you to like me and hire me again. Pfft. I've got no time for that crap, man. I just, uh, I just want to have as much fun as possible. Uh, and for me, as quickly as I can build rapport and build like a fun relationship with artists and other people as possible, uh, the more enjoyment I'm having and the more, uh, the more every interaction with everybody is more enjoyable. So I don't know. I'm really hesitant to put stuff like this out because I'm given, these are like, these are cards I hold pretty close to my chest usually. Uh, but if you find stuff like this interesting, reach out to me, call the podcast hotline, uh, leave me a message, uh, shoot me a text. The number's in the show notes below, or you can hit me up on social media or email me rob at the curious pod.com. Man, maybe 2022 is me sharing a ton more of these kind of secrets. All right. 
What a whirlwind. I've got like 14 songs that I need to uh, run again and dial in some sounds. So I'm going to do that. And uh, this is on my mind today because as I walk into this rehearsal tonight, I don't know, maybe I'm going to read the room. It might not be appropriate to be giving someone a hard time. But, uh, yeah, I know for me I'm going to be walking into this rehearsal uh, with as friendly and as relaxed as possible. And sometimes, yeah, this is a thing. Secretly, if I'm walking into like a high uh, tense meeting or if I'm walking into something nervous with an artist I've never played with before, man, I will get there early and park around the block for a second and pull up like a waking up app uh, and do like a quick little meditation or just sit there and just like calm myself, just check my energy uh, even just for like five minutes or something like that, sit there in the car and then I'll pull around and park in front of the studio and go in. <laughs> Maybe this sounds super cheesy, uh, but, uh, it's just what I got to do because energy freaking matters. It's one of the secrets to being successful in your creative journey and living a curious life. I know that for sure. Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations reported all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Every day for a year, Rob is drinking a pint of Guinness and recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake and he's in Egypt to attempt it, but he won't budge, so that's where we're currently at. We hope you'll enjoy. Enjoy.